Welcome to the Miranda Project. I'm your host, Manny. Happy, happy to be with you. Join you wherever it is that you're listening to our program today. It's a little bit of a heavy show, I want to say. Um, I, I think it really fell under our schism series, but um, I don't know if we're actually going to put it there. I, it just it, it just feels like it should go there. But May 1st came and went, and here we are rewarding those that didn't do the right thing. You know, rewarding those that rolled the curve. I don't know if that's the right term here. Or should we say rewarding those that practice wrong behavior? Or I'm 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 at a loss. I truly am at a loss as far as a title is concerned because here we are thinking about what this administration is doing. We spoke about the fact that if you have a 740 credit score. This administration feels that you're rich, so you're going to be charged an additional monies or percentage or interest rate when you make purchases or whatever the case may be, or you apply for stuff rather, not purchases, but maybe, maybe, maybe major purchases, homes, cars, so on and so forth. Now, a person that doesn't have great credit will actually save interest and they will pay less interest. So we're rewarding people for not doing the right thing, you know, when it comes to their finances, right? Because basically you're, you're, you're saying, according to the administration, that they're, they're painting it in, in, in a way where you're making the wealthy pay their fair share, right? As a matter of fact, wow, I think we found it. Pay your fair share. That, that's the title of today's show. But we're going to put it on the quotes. Pay your, pay your fair share. Because someone who has good credit, they're busted, they're behind in order to make sure that they have good credit, that they paid all their bills on time, that they didn't over, what's it called, spend, or, or they didn't overextend themselves, that they had maybe one, two credit cards and they paid them on time, that they had a car note and they paid it on time, and they did everything that they needed to do in order to be able to establish that 740 and above credit score is now going to get penalized because this administration deems them as being rich. Rich, right? That's basically, in a nutshell, what they're saying. Now, here's the crazy thing. I mean, follow me. Follow me. You could be making $30,000 a year, have one credit card, not have a car, pay all your bills, rent, phone, that one credit card, all the other things that you need to do and pay it on time. You don't overextend yourself. That credit card might have, who knows, a $10,000 value, 
I mean, uh, limit on it. Who knows? Right? Because you, you, you're, you're constantly paying towards it. But you're only making $30,000 a year. You, you live within your means. Right? You live within your means. You, you probably have like a small little one-bedroom apartment. If you don't have any children. Or the case may be. Or whatever the case may be. Even if you have children. You don't have store credit cards. Or maybe you do have a store credit card. Maybe you have a Walmart card. Who knows? Or maybe you have a Target card. Who knows? And you're constantly making all the payments on time. Everything. The credit bureaus are reporting that you're paying everything on time, but you only make $30,000 a year. What is your credit score going to reflect? If we're just looking at the basic FICO score that every lender looks at, right? Like, what, 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 is, what are they going to reflect? What is it going to reflect? It's going to look like... Your credit score is 740 or above. Are you wealthy? I'm, 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 I'm curious. Are, are you wealthy? Are you independently wealthy because you have paid your bills on time? Are you independently wealthy even though you're making $30,000 a year and you're making ends meet. And you're probably looking at me if you're watching or you're probably listening to me and saying, whoa, that's impossible. That, that's it, that, that, it, you can't do that. $30,000 a year and you have that kind of a credit score. Listen, there are people that know how to manage themselves. That know when and how to manage themselves. Listen. If I'm by myself and I don't have any kids and I don't have any responsibilities except for myself, you can learn how to manage yourself. No trips to McDonald's. You're cooking at the house. You're only cooking for you. So you learn how to make meals for you. And you're not spending a whole bunch of money. You're paying everything off. You're taking care of everything. You're not independently wealthy. You don't have millions in the bank. You just have that one credit card and you're taking care of that one credit card. You have that one credit card that you maybe, you know, maybe you go and take a vacation. Maybe you go and you buy yourself that suit. Maybe you go and you buy yourself that, you know, that, that nice pair of pants. Maybe you do go and you buy yourself, you know, those nice pair of beats or you buy yourself an iPhone or, or a Samsung or whatever the case may be on that credit card. And then when the bill, the bill is due, you make sure that you pay that bill on time. Right. And then you, you do it in a fashion that you don't you, you don't pay too much in interest because, you know, you, you know how to play the system and and you do what you need to do in order to pay as little interest as possible. Right. But no, 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 no. You're wealthy at this point. You're wealthy. You get it. You're, you're wealthy. So now, because you are responsible. And you know how to manage yourself, manage your money. Now, you will have to fork over for someone who does not know how to manage their money. They are irresponsible with their money. Hey, listen, I am not, <laughs> I am no one to, what's it called, play the blame game, point fingers, throw stones in glass houses, whatever you want to call it. I've been there. I've mismanaged. 
I've been there. I've had to, what's it called? Fix it. Pull myself up out of my, my bootstraps. But now, wait, hold on. Now, this administration is rewarding people that are irresponsible with their money. They're rewarding these type of people. Isn't that crazy? I, I, I'm sorry. It just, it, it, it irks me. It bothers me. Let, me. let me explain to you why I say this. Because I want to give you a little bit of a, of a little testimony of myself. Right? As you all know, if you're a listener of the show, uh, you know that I, this is my second marriage. I was uh, married to someone else, divorced, and in that divorce, I basically had nothing. I had nothing. I've slept in parks. I've slept in families' couches. I had nothing. I met my wife who helped me out of my rut. And I gave her all the credit for helping me. Not because I wasn't working, but because she put me and she set me straight. This is what you're going to do and this is how we're going to do it. And she set me straight. And we made it happen. But I had nothing. I had nothing. Her brother rented a room, rented me a room. Get it? He rented me a room in his apartment. This is where I came from. I picked myself up from my bootstraps. And I did right by myself. My credit score was 432. That was my FICO score. 432. 432. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not lying to you. 432. We got married. We're living in an apartment. We're trying to figure things out. We realize it's time to get the, the heck up out of the hood. We need to get a house. We, we, we need to get a house. Right? So, what, what do you, you know, obviously with a 432 credit score, my wife's obviously was a lot better than mine. Because she is that responsible person. Now I have to go and figure out for the both of us, how are we going to make this happen? Because I can't walk into any bank with a 432 FICO score and say, let me buy a house. They'll laugh me out of the bank. So we went to seminars, we went to different things, and uh, we went to one place that helped us. And, and they, they pulled the credit and they told us what we needed to do. And I made it my mission to do exactly that. I fixed my score by myself. I didn't pay no agency. I didn't do any, what's it called? Any, any, any of those crazy things that you, you can find online now that they tell you, oh, we can help you. We could, no, 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 no. We didn't, we didn't do any of that. I said, babe, this is our reports. Let's make it happen. This is what we need to do. Fix this and fix that and fix this and talk to this one and talk to that one and blah, 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 blah. There was no handout like there is today per the Biden administration, which, by the way, spells the doom for 
the middle class. Say goodbye to the middle class. This is the total destruction. This is the beginning. This is the open door to the destruction of the middle class. So I didn't literally, I mean, I did this all on my own. And I say it because I, I you know, not that I don't give credit to my wife because she basically said, all right, I'm going with you. Whatever it is that you want to do, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Now we own our home. We've owned our home for over seven years. I improved our scores to the point where we were able to buy our home. We walked into that bank. We said, what is our buying power? The bank told us what our buying power was. We walked into a realtor and we did business. Incidentally, our buying power at first was $350,000. Subsequently, it rose because obviously we were continuing doing business and we were still working on our credit and we were still doing, because the biggest thing is, what's it called? Debt to income ratio. That was the big thing that was like, oh my God, this is what we needed to understand. The debt to income ratio, what we were bringing in versus what was going out. <laughs> Man, we made it happen. Knowledge and understanding of the system. That's what we did. That's what we ended up doing. And that's how we were able to acquire our home. Not because a family member said, hey, here. Not because the government said, here. Not because we're going to, what's it called, piggy bank off of the backs of someone else and have our home. No, no, no. Because we did it ourselves. The American dream was achieved by us. Now, some say American dream, more like American nightmare, because, you know, buying a house, you know, obviously you're indebted to the bank for 30 years and the interest rates and so on and so forth. I think the interest rates right now are upwards of five something, close to 6%. So imagine you got a house for $350,000, $450,000 or so up, so on and so forth. By the end of that 30-year term, you're going to be owing that bank or you're going to be paying that bank close to a million, two. Depends. Give or take. Right? But this is what we did. There was no, oh, here's a handout. No, no, no. We did it on ourselves, by ourselves. We, I mean, again, I'm going to repeat that term because there are people, there are politicians today that even say that that term is the R word. If you don't know what I mean by the R word, check out our last episode. Picking yourself up from your bootstraps and making it happen on your own. That's what we did. And I thank God that we have this home. I thank God that we are able to maintain this home. And by maintain, I mean making sure that that mortgage is paid every first. Do problems occur, uh, uh, arise? Absolutely. Do we have to stretch money? Absolutely. Do we have to work overtime? Oh, heck yeah, we have to sometimes because things happen. But this is our home. This is ours. And we work hard for it. And we did everything and anything that we needed to do legally, <laughs> okay, 
let's put that out there, disclaimer, legally, in order to be able to acquire our home. And I thank the good Lord. Thank you, Lord, because we have this, our nest egg. And as we grow and as we stay here and we build more and more equity in this home, just better for us. Oh, but not if this current administration and what they're doing achieves the destruction of the middle class and the destruction of so many people. Because this plan that this administration has set forth, again, is the utter destruction of the middle class. How is it that you're going to have people piggybacking, excuse me, piggybacking off of others when it comes to paying their mortgage? Now, let me explain something to you. There is a term or a insurance that is paid when you take out a mortgage and you don't put down the full 20%. Because again, there's first-time home buyers programs. There's different type of programs that you can enlist, that you can take on to be able to be, you know, for you to be able to purchase your home. If you don't have the full 20%, I mean, come on, sometimes if you're buying a house for $450,000, you don't have 20% to lay down. Like, not a lot of people have that. There are some that do, you know, and it's painstaking saving and, and this and that. And I mean, we saved, we had money saved. We had, we utilized different avenues in order to you to, to be able to put down monies for this home, pensions and 401s and blah, blah, blahs. But the crazy thing about all of this is that we have a particular insurance that we have to pay that is included in our monthly mortgage. payment. That is our insurance that allows the bank to do business with us because we're not considered risky, but because we didn't pull down the full 20%, they just want to make sure that we're not going to default on the loan. Now, our loan servicer is awesome. Love them. Spoken to them many a times. They are great. But we still have that PMI. That's they're a little bit of an insurance that everything's going to be okay. And we pay that happily until the moment that it falls off and obviously our mortgage goes down. But now it's threatening now at this point, we're being threatened that including the PMI that we currently pay, now we're probably going to end up paying some kind of a percentage for someone who's considered a risky lender. So, in other words, you didn't do the right thing. You didn't go and make sure that your debt-to-income ratio is correct in order to be able to purchase a home. You didn't do half of the things that we went through diligently for two years in order to buy this property fixing and doing and this and talking and blah, blah, blah. You didn't do none of that. But you're now you're going to jump on my shoulders 
going to jump on my wife's shoulders. You're going to f- jump on everyone's shoulders on this block that owns their property because you didn't do the right thing. And you're considered a risky borrower. And because you're a risky borrower, I have to help you pay your mortgage. But who's paying, who's helping me pay my mortgage? Is that going to, because I'm helping that person, am I going to, is someone going to protect me from default? Is my loan servicer going to be able to say to you, oh, okay, Mr. Miranda, you know what? Um, because you're helping so-and-so, you're going to be okay. We're not going to default on your loan. You're, you know, we know that you might fall a little bit behind, but we're not going to go and put you into the proceedings of a foreclosure. No, because you're helping someone out. Let me tell you something. As much as my loan servicers are as great as they are, they are a business. They are a debt collector. And they're going to do exactly that. They are going to collect on a debt. As much as it hurts the bank to come and take this property back from myself and my wife, they will do what needs to be done. Bottom line. That's it. But no, no, no. Now someone's going to jump on my shoulders and I'm going to have to pay their mortgage because they're a risky borrower. And I'm correcting myself because I said risky lender, but risky borrower. Right? Does that be, does that, but not because I'm a homeowner now and I have a mortgage. I have to pay my fair share. Right? President Biden? Right? Biden administration? I have to pay my fair share because I'm, I'm made out of millions. I'm wealthy. I'm independently wealthy. I'm so independently wealthy that I have to, every once in a while, pick up extra shifts at work in order to make sure that now I put food on the table in this house. That my wife has to go and pick up extra shifts so that we can make sure that things are taken care of in this house. We know a whole bunch of people that are getting second jobs because now the price of gas is up. Price of groceries is up. Interest rates are up. I mean, I, I have a friend that wanted to redo their kitchen and they scrapped it. They say, no, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. We're going to take out a loan to do redo our kitchen. But no, you know what? Not going to do it. Interest rate right now is at 5.75% for this loan. Uh, no, I'm going to have to just deal with the kitchen that I have. Yeah. But no, no. Now. On top of that, I'm going to have to pay the mortgage for someone else. I'm going to have to help pay someone else's money. Listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for helping those that are less unfortunate. I'm all for helping those that need the help. But I needed the help. I went to the programs. I sat there for those seminars. I sat there and I spoke to people. I sat there and I learned what I needed to learn in order to be able to sit here on in my property today. That's how I helped myself. Not by someone giving me a handout. 
That's how I learned. I didn't get a handout. Nobody gave me this. Nobody said to me, oh, here, because you're Hispanic. Here. Because according to this administration, because you're Hispanic, your, your credit is bad and you don't know how to manage money. And because you don't know how to do all of that, then we're going to give you this handout. No, 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 no. That's not how this happened. And I know so many people today that have the same story, if not different in different ways, because nobody's independently Wendy. I mean, well, Wendy, excuse me, wealthy. We're not Elon Musk. We're not Jeff Bezos. We're not, we're not, we're not any of them. We're not, we're not, what's it called? Paris Hilton that are, is born with a spoon in, in, in our mouth, silver spoon, gold spoon, whatever platinum spoon in our mouth. We had to make it. We had to grow. We had to do it on our own. I came from the streets of the Bronx, man. 194th Street, Kingsbridge Road, all of that. Hope Park, walked around that area. Like, that, 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 that's my hood. That's my area over there. Went to Columbus High School for crying out loud. Started at Evander Childs. Mom didn't like that place too much. And I'm, and I'm, you know, with my wife together, we're able to provide a good life for our children. Granted, there are so many others out there and, and I'm, I'm with it. I'm, I, I understand. We, we've provided food for, for hungry at our, at our church and we continue to do that. I, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not downplaying helping people. Please understand that this is not what this shows about this is not what this podcast is about i'm not downplaying anybody but this whole nonsense that we have to help others by giving them a handout is not conducive to anything because what's the sense what what am I, so then what what am i gonna have to pick up extra stuff or is somebody gonna help me am i gonna get a handout i'm, I'm not getting a handout if I have to, if I need to pay something because I'm behind on it, if I need to, or if I fall behind, or I know that I need to pay something, you know what I can do? I go to the job. I say, yo, can, you, can I pick up an extra shift? I know that Uncle Sam is going to kill me. I know that Uncle Sam is going to, what's it called, hit me hard with that OT, but at least it's a couple of extra dollars that allow me to pay that, that bill. I, I, I murdered myself a few weeks ago. Murdered myself. Uncle Sam. <laughs> I murdered myself and then they murdered me. But it's okay. It's okay. Because I was able to take care of what I needed to take care of. There was no hand out there. I did it on my own. But no, no. Now we need to give a hand out. This is, again, the destruction of the middle class. This should really be under our schism, uh, what's it called, series. And by schism, I mean socialism. Because this is exactly that. This is socialism. This is the end of the middle class, the end of private property. This is right near smack in the beginning of it. 
Because then what's going to end up happening? If you can't pay, banks are going to default. The banks are going to be, you know, asking for a handout from whom? The, the government. And the government is going to go and buy these, these, these banks up, right? I mean, it's kind of happening little by little. Think about it. You had two banks that quietly defaulted. They finally kind of quietly went away. They were absorbed by other banks. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about that. They're talking about trends and what's it called and all this other stuff. But they're not talking about the fact that financially we're in the, in the rut that we're in. And now we're beginning to go and do this nonsense. 27 states have stood up and told President Biden, you better reconsider this. This is the most ridiculous plan ever. This is not going to be successful. And not only Republicans, mind you, Democrats as well. New Jersey, as blue as they are, said to President Biden, no, we can't do this. We can't. You're going to kill small banks that offer, you know, that there are loan servicers. Because remember, you take out a loan from a bank to purchase your home. And it's usually a huge bank who then takes that and sells it to a small bank. That small bank now services your loan. And as you're paying back that loan, they're making money off of the interest rate that you were given when you purchased that home. Again, if you buy a house for $450,000, the current interest rates, you're going to end up paying back that bank about a mil too. Who's making that money? That bank. But if loans begin to default because now you're putting extra burden on the people that are already burdened as is with their current loans, with their current mortgages, with their current car payments, with their current light bills, with their current energy bills, with their current everything bills, now you're going to put this extra burden on their shoulders. They're going to default. They're going to say, I can't pay this any longer. I'd rather go and live in an apartment. You're going to have all these foreclosures. I'm Listen. This is not me saying this. This is exactly what New Jersey said to the Biden administration. This is exactly what New Jersey and 27 or 26 other states told the Biden administration. This is ridiculous. This is, I'm going to read a quote from an article. It is already clear that this new policy will be a disaster. They wrote in a letter led by Pennsylvania Treasurer Stacy Garrity. Now, Pennsylvania is a blue state, correct? Per our last election, I mean, they voted for President Biden, correct? That was sent to Biden and FHFA Director Sandra Thompson. It amounts to a middle-class tax hike. Remember, no new taxes. Remember that. Remember, he said that we weren't going to get any new taxes. That would unfairly cost American families millions upon millions of dollars. 
And at a time when the real estate market has already slowed considerably due to high interest rates, it will further depress home sales. So now banks won't be able to sell homes. Homes will go vacant. They will sit there. And who loses? The bank loses. When homes are empty and vacant, the bank loses because the bank needs to sell that property. This is the, I mean, come on. Do I have to spell this any further for you? The policy will take money away from the people who played by the rules and did things right, including millions of hardworking, and here's the key word, middle-class Americans who built a good credit score and saved enough to make a strong down payment. They wrote, incredibly, those who make down payments of 20% or more on their homes will pay the highest fees. One of the most backward incentives imaginable. Again, I don't, I don't, I'm like at a loss for words because it it just bothers me. I I, I agree with helping others. I don't shy away from it. it. It's something that I think it's important. But this is going to destroy the middle class. If, if you want to help people achieve home ownership, then help them. Incentivize them to do the right thing. We sought out the help of different agencies and we did everything right and now all of that is going to be poo-pooed by this administration and this sham because it's a sham to do nothing but destroy what we've worked so hard for and what we continue to work so hard for my little one doesn't know what apartment living is my little one came to this home when he was a baby. My little one knows a yard. He knows a front yard. He knows a backyard. He knows his own room. And I thank God because we were able to provide all of that. We worked hard for it. Anybody can achieve that. Anybody. But when you demean people, And you slap them in the face and you tell them that they can't achieve that. So we're going to have to help you. It becomes different. And when you slap the people in the face that have done it, that have come from nothing and have built what they have today, and you threaten to take that away from them, what kind of Mickey Mouse nonsense is this? This is just, it, it again, it goes right back to the destruction of the middle class. So again, I'm, I'm kind of like toss-up. I'm not getting a bit of a toss-up. Should I, should I call the episode Pay Your Fair Share? Or the beginning of the, uh, 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 or the, beginning of the end of the middle class? I think that we should go with that. I'm like in in like 
throughout this whole episode, right? And I laugh at it only because you can't do any you you can't do anything else. Sometimes you you, you just you, you can't. Kind of have to laugh at craziness. And this is exactly that craziness. People are not going to stand for this, but what more can you do? 27 states have said this is not going to fly. Let's see where we go. It is March 4th or March 5th. Excuse me, March. I'm a month behind. Two months behind. Jeez. It is May 5th. And we have to wait and see. This has already been put in play. I don't, I don't know how this is going to transpire, but reach out to your loan servicer. Reach out to them. Find out how is this going to affect you. Find out how much it is that you pay a month in your mortgage today. And find out if after the first, usually give it a, a, a nice 30 to 60 to 90 days because, you know, the bureaucracy of things takes time for those things to kind of implement and then blah, blah, blah. Is your mortgage going to increase because you did the right thing? And you're going to help someone that didn't do the right thing? You're going to give them a handout? Or would you rather it be somewhere somehow that you were able or they were able to go and help themselves like so many of us Americans have been able to do. Just curious. And I'm sorry, I just went off on this whole thing because it just, it just, it, it, it's personal to me. It really is personal to me because I've been there. I've been there. I slept on my sister's couch I've slept on park benches. Incidentally, the couch that I slept on, her little dog had peed on. But that's all I had. That's what I called home. That's where I laid my head. Now I have my home. My home. Where I can come down to the basement of my home. And I can get on here and I can write to you guys and say what I want to say and get the feedback that I'm going to get the feedback on or whatever. But this is my home. And I'm going to maintain it. And I'm going to do, along with my wife, we're going to do what needs to be done. But please, I don't want to carry someone else. We're already carrying way too much on our shoulders. And I know so many Americans feel the same exact thing. Thank you for joining us on the project. Check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on our, on our, on our social pages, <laughs> on, our, on our website, The Miranda Project. That's P... The, Excuse me, the Miranda Project. That's P-R-O-J-C-T dot com. Um, as always, we thank you. I, I I do apologize that I went off on a rant. I I you know because again, this is like really, 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 really personal to me. This is really something that has 
has uh, bothered me and and I just want to make sure that um, you understand where where we're headed. Again, as always, we thank you. We love you to our listeners. Uh, you guys are the best. We love you. We thank you for the listen. We thank you for lending us your ears or your eyes and ears for 40 minutes. As always, till next time, God bless you all.